0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
1: We have a whole lot to to get to this week. Uh, I I know there's a lot of things to be concerned about. I'm overall optimistic about life uh, right now at this point because I just think there are more things to be happy about than Mm -hmm. sad about. What is the feedback you're getting as mayor and as employee of HSHS St. Mary's Hospital and the recent announcements? I mean, I know it probably runs the gamut of, oh, my God, they're closing tomorrow, to I'm just mad because I can't have my baby even though I'm not going to have a baby. What are you hearing?
0: Well, and and again, I'm not the official spokesperson for the you hospital to be or HSHS. But, but you are
1: the mayor yeah, and an employee.
0: And I think uh, probably— And the-
1: wearing a shirt with the logo on
0: it. <laughs> well, I had to get dressed in a hurry this morning. Now, realistically, people want to be assured that the hospital is staying open in Decatur, and that's been like a number one, you know, and that rumor has gone around for I 30 know. years. But
1: but to me, the most important part of that announcement, or at least the most important part in this regard, mm-hmm. was the announcement of the uh, investment that they're going to make to modernize the campus and be here for the long haul.
0: Right. The system is putting $90 million into the Decatur facility. Now, but people fail to understand because the the next question is, then why are you closing departments if you're going to put $90 million in? Not understanding that trying to reshape the footprint of the hospital to right be more size. efficient. Yes. And to do the things that, you know, you need to do. Hospitals, when this hospital was built and opened in 1961, you know, was for 250 beds, two people in a room, you know, and people stayed in the hospital a really long time. Now you don't stay in the hospital a really long time unless you're very, very sick. And then you probably need a very, uh, a much higher level of care.
1: All right. So here's what I've been told um, by medical people that I've talked to in the last couple of weeks. Nick, if you had said, okay, you go back 15 years ago, and I, I don't know the accurate number. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to put in a number just to make it make sense to you contextually. So like if let's say 200 babies were born a month, you, you know, 15 mm-hmm. years ago, a hundred of those babies, you know, roughly, I mean, the split might, might not be exactly equal a hundred born at HSHS, hundred born at Memorial. Right. Uh, now there are, uh, 200 or 100 babies mm-hmm. that are born a month, and it's split 50-50. So what the hospital was doing, meaning Memorial, isn't any more than what they were doing 15 years ago. It's just there's fewer babies being born. So their share of that 200 being 100 would now be they have the whole 100.
0: Well, and, you know, babies come when babies want to come. So you have to be ready for them 24-7. But but I'm saying that the
1: load isn't any different than it was 15 years ago. But you still
0: have to have both hospitals currently prepared for that load.
1: But splitting half as many. Right. Okay. So, so that I know is yeah, an emotional has, thing, it, right? It is, I mean, like, cause people are attached. Like, I, you I had know your baby for a well listen, I was born at St. Mary's, uh, at Danville. Uh, I know a part of our new Hoff media that you, there's nobody delivering babies.
0: which that to me is, I mean, the entire
1: I'm, community, you have to go somewhere else to have your baby.
0: Right. And we're very fortunate that, you know, Decatur has been blessed with two hospitals and DMH and we is want two hospitals. Yes, we do. Um, and DMH has the capacity to take care of anyone who's having a baby. And, you know, at St. At Mary's, if there's an emergency situation, they will be fully trained and ready to take you, too.
1: Okay. So this right-sizing, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, uh, Nick and I have been talking about this, you know, you know almost, you know, 30 days into COVID, you, you know, that this acceleration factor of things is going to change life forever. I mean, we're going to lose a million people and go through horrible things and people, you know, without jobs and all that. But the long-term impact for this is it's going to be huge. And healthcare and higher ed and some of those areas that have basically sort of stayed the same, you know, for years and years and years are going to be forced to, to right size. You know, if you live in Chicago, Right. No, or mm-hmm. you live in Boston or New York or Detroit or Atlanta, you know, your hospital's probably thirty minutes away. Easily. You, you know, you live here and it's like, oh, Springfield's another galaxy. There's no way that healthcare isn't going to become more regionalized, meaning you don't need to duplicate this care indicator in Decatur and Springfield if it doesn't make any sense financially to be able to use that money to provide other services.
0: Absolutely. And you look at some of the smaller communities around here or, and really across America, hospitals are a very important part of a community. Yeah. And people take a, usually like in, in rural areas, that may be the largest um, employer sure. in your entire county. And so that's a it's a big deal to politicians. It's a big deal to the community as a whole and it's an economic driver because they you know not only employ people but they buy goods and services et cetera so you know but but as you said things have changed things have changed radically in our lifetime mm-hmm. and it's going to change more
1: uh, and it, this is just uh, to me the first domino yeah and the first domino is sometimes the most painful the because people go, "Oh my God, there's a domino." It's like, yes, there is. Uh, and as long as the ninety million dollar investment thing is is in the works, to me, that's the most important thing because you don't want to live in a one hospital town if you're this size um, for employers, for expense, for everything.
0: Right, and you know it. It's been such an ex- healthcare is unbelievably expensive and it's gotten more expensive through COVID and beyond because, you know, the, the cost of employees has gone up cost of everything and and hospitals can't charge more. No, uh,
1: it's a sore spot. Our health insurance as a company during the two years of the heart of COVID uh, cost, meaning like what we Mm
0: -hmm.
1: went way down. I mean like way down, but our insurance, increase by Mm -hmm. 18 percent so this isn't just a hospital question this is a government reimbursement insurance the whole everything and they're the last to change i mean because it you can't i get you can't stop the ship on a dime but all of it has to be rethought
0: oh absolutely and and it's you know you look at these big giant shiny hospitals and you think well and then you get your bill and you're like oh my gosh you know they're getting all this money and it's but you're right i mean every I don't know where all the money's going, but we're all paying more and, and basically kind of feeling like we're receiving less.
1: All right. Let's talk city stuff. Sure. Uh, I was reading a press release uh, that was put out by the uh, city of Decatur that the Decatur public transit system is partnering with Millikan students to explore Decatur.
0: Yeah. And I I don't even think I've seen that release. But All
1: right. Let me just throw this out. Yeah, at let, you. let me just, know more, please. Let, okay. This is from the Decatur okay. uh, IL.gov website. Decatur Public Transit System is partnering with Milliken to help their students explore Decatur on Saturdays. One of the DPTS trolleys will loop a connecting route from the Milliken University campus to the downtown transit center where they can hop on other routes to access much of Decatur. Highlighted routes are ones that have stops near shopping centers and grocery stores. If you know a Millikan student with limited transportation, tell them about our special service. I you wish know, they would have had that when I went This cool. will be used by no one.
0: Well, let's see. Okay. Let's you know, give it how, a chance, you, Brian.
1: Like, I'm not, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> That'll never work. Hey,
2: I, 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 they're I'm not going to ride the
1: trolley. Arr. No, they ride, they'll ride. they ride the trolley, but the trolley is going to drop them off over here. Mm-hmm. You spend any time over here?
0: Yeah. Really? Well, you know, the city offices are a block I'm away. I'm talking
1: about the transit center.
0: I've been there a few times. Okay.
1: I'm wondering how this stuff and how much time and like how these things come together and for what purpose?
0: Well, you know the- Why not
1: just drive the trolley around Decatur? It's certainly got empty seats. Uh, instead of taking the trolley to Millican to drop them off to get on a bus to go to Walmart.
0: You know, I am not over transit and things I are know. always, I know, but but well, here's one of the cool things. You'll like this about transit. Right now, the city of Decatur partners with Decatur Public Schools and high school kids ride the city buses to school. You know, for like a cost, okay? Right. Now we are going to a system where as long as they have a valid ID, they don't have to, you know, it's it's a set amount. They can ride the buses anytime, any, you know, all year long. Students. Students. Okay,
1: they have to pay for their bus ride home from the high school? No. Okay, the, the district pays you.
0: The district, it's, it's just a set amount, but it allows kids that might not have transportation to go to extracurricular activities or, or whatever. Okay. So isn't that a good thing?
1: It is a good thing. I, but why, speaking of things and dominoes, mm-hmm. why are we still doing public transportation the way we, I, it never made sense in Decatur, Illinois, to have buses this big. I mean, And, it's, and
0: when you look at the number of third shift um, factories we have yeah. and other entities. So we are looking at what to do. We're going to explore some micro buses, which is almost like a, a, a city-run Uber, as oh i understand God, it that, i know if, if they would who have, have, have thought of that
1: five years ago we were buying new buses with federal money i uh, you know it, it just it's never made any sense to me public transportation yes but the idea that we've ever lived in a community large enough to have 60 passenger but i mean it, it's just never made any sense to me
0: well i you will be seeing change in sure. uh and gonna be i mean i believe it's by 2030 35 we expect to have oh all of our buses oh. electric
2: okay
1: so that's good and and I know we got solar panels coming and yeah, all that got all and this all, stuff. all We're trying that's great yeah uh what is a uh, what is a bus co- What one of those buses cost just out of curiosity
0: I don't know I I don't remember off the top of my head and I'll be wrong
1: yeah I'm just wondering like if you just took the money that that cost and just handed out like gift cards for uber uh, well, it, we
0: don't have a very robust Uber okay, system well, indicator. Okay, well, then maybe
1: there's some opportunity there because if you got rid of the buses, <laughs> maybe there would be more Uber drivers. You
0: know, uh, and back to the federal government that writes the rules, they just don't really allow that.
1: I don't. It's just, we do things sometimes. I think
0: we've got grumpy old ban in here today. No.
2: It, you know it, <laughs> does and, public it, transportation
1: it, make any sense to you in the city of decatur illinois
2: no but part of the problem is that to for it to work effectively you can't do like you can't just have a taxi house sitting on one end of yeah. the city you've got to be positioned no, to, but be you have minivans vans to
1: take those two people around rather than hundred thousand dollar buses that see I, I mean other than the high school and it also feels like how much money do, do you get from the public schools Do you have any idea
0: for the buses? Yeah. The
1: time you're going to get yeah. a full bus is when it's picking up kids at Eisenhower McGarthan.
0: Um it was like 80 cents a day per you know, high school kid. Okay. So I don't know the breakdown at the top of It would be head. interesting to see
1: like just what maintenance costs and everything sure. else, like where that is. And and I get District 61 doesn't want it to go away because that's their buses and they already have a hard enough time getting the buses they need for the yeah. K through eight. But uh, when I was in school, the, the city didn't do that. I mean, we, there was buses right. uh, all the way through you know, high school. So that has changed over the years. But isn't it one of those things? And I, and I know you have this mind and it has to be frustrating for you. It's just the bureaucracy just doesn't change the way everything else changes.
0: It takes a... It- Brian, it takes a really long time for city government, and we're a lot more agile than the federal government. Yeah. So, you know, you start, when we start changing things, oh, it's like a very painful thing, and it takes a long time.
1: All right. Would you have, well, that's not fair because you are a Decatur kid. Would your Millican brethren, you know, hop on a trolley to go down to the transit center and then jump on a bus to go to the mall?
2: In some cases, it would be the only option that they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would think that there would be some that would have. And if I knew how to do it, and they made
0: me feel like, um, as a Milliken student, like walking to Fairview Plazas, Kroger, or whatever mm-hmm. it was in the day, was a really long walk. I didn't have a car when I was at Milliken. and so if you wanted to bring back, you know, uh, a case of Diet Coke or something, you had to carry it. That, lo- and it's not that far away. Well, now there isn't a grocery
1: store. I had to walk a half a mile <laughs> you know, carrying a case of Diet snow. Coke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, you know, like they did a ice skating day, a free ice skating day for Milliken, and they brought in buses yeah. and they educated the campus and we would load them up and we would go ice skate. So if, if, yeah, that's if you
1: made them a specific destination, right, so if
2: you made it aware, hey, the, the three o'clock bus takes you to the mall every day, then I would think that that would probably get used.
1: All right. What else is going on? I know the uh, is the governor like when he comes to town, is he Are they just not sending anything out because of safety reasons?
0: I have no idea. I usually know.
1: Well, I know, but the media doesn't. Uh, and I'm curious as to why that is.
0: Um, I
1: I was told mm-hmm. by a pretty high-ranking person when we were at the TCCI uh, thing mm-hmm. that you were there yeah. with the governor that they wanted to do that event outdoors and were told not to by the state police, who well, are the ones yeah. in charge of the security.
0: You know... I have always followed the advice of our local police. If there are things where they're like, "This is too dangerous of a situation," et cetera, and it's like you don't want to be a bigger problem. No, I, yeah. I just
1: wonder if it's just not so bad out there that it, there's it
0: very well may be Brian. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of sad. It is sad.
1: But he was here basically to. Uh, you guys were at the transit center, yeah, right? Yeah, they were, and they're going to get a new transit center.
0: Yeah, the old Tommy House Tire, uh, t- Tommy House Tire buildings, the city purchased those, and on Yeah. Like back, yeah. No, no. Between Wood Street and, yeah, that little.
1: I'm thinking of Tommy House uh, being, you're talking about the old, 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 old. old, Okay, all right. Those
0: old buildings. And we're converting those into um, a facility that can handle um, as we change to electric vehicles. I mean, because you don't change the oil in electric buses. Right. So you don't need that station, which we currently have at our facility. You've got to build chargers. You've got to have a lot of different things that you do. There's a special bus wash. A what? A bus washing station.
2: <laughs> Coming along on that property too. You uh-huh. can see the demolition and the yeah, it looks great. All right, that's,
1: I, look, I'm, I'm all for. I, I feel like the one thing that the state of Illinois has done in recent memory is this move towards trying to take advantage of the EV industry uh, and not just building the car, but all of the economic Uh, gardening around Mm -hmm. that, meaning you're going to have to have no supplies in this thing. And, uh, and it feels like
0: positioning central Illinois in particular for, you know, what's to come because we're, I mean, Rivian is a great success story. And so as, but I mean, there are other components that go into that. The TCCI project is a, you know,
1: yeah, they've been Great on the cutting example. edge of uh-huh. this for uh, quite a while, yeah. and it doesn't happen overnight. No, and it a doesn't. lot of this, you know, that's why the incentives and the investment are important. Uh, But it is, um uh, there are plenty of people out there that are still just sort of like head in the sand on this stuff or they don't believe that it's coming. I, I don't know what you do t- for those folks.
0: I don't know. Just wait for them to come along, I guess. I, I
1: know, but I, it's just so funny, like what people will attach the word woke to today. It's like, I, you know... Like, it seems to be like it's its own irrefutable response to anything at all that's good for the community.
0: Yeah, that's well, that change is hard, you know, and it's different yeah, but, and but, new. But and...
1: growth is good. Yes, and, it is. And, and being ready for jobs of the future is good. I feel like we're situationally better than maybe some places with what Richland's doing, what mm-hmm. Milliken's doing, uh, you, you know, with what some of the programs through, even DPS and our local high schools. I mean, we're, we're kind of... I feel like, positioned to take yeah. advantage of all I,
0: this. Oh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And so I, I think it's it's going to be a, an exciting few years to watch things develop.
1: All right. What else are you excited about?
0: Well, we've got a bunch on the agenda tonight related to, um, well, some of it's uh, like solar stuff for the Civic Center parking lot, the library. What's that,
1: the timeline on that thing?
0: Uh, well, the... Um, the company that we're hiring tonight is going to manage the project yeah. for the Civic Center. So it's probably a couple of years in the making, but to look at also what else can we do, like at our firehouses, at the water plant, you know, what can we do for solar in place to be able to take advantage of that kind of energy production? Okay. So,
1: and uh, anything controversial tonight?
0: You know, gotta I'm, I'm always amazed at what becomes controversial. But, All right. you know, uh, we're working on a lot, number of catalyst projects for uh, neighborhood revitalization. One of them is the old Garfield School. All
1: right. Tell me that, that word has or that
0: phrase I just has been around forever. I'm really tired of it. Forever. <laughs> we, need, we need a new phrase. Uh,
1: but are, are we making any progress? Yeah,
0: I, I really think we are. And, and tonight uh, we've got uh, several things that are on the agenda. One of them, the Gar- old Garfield School. Uh, which is the one that's on Grand and is it Grand and Oakland? I know it's Oakland. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, to develop it with a partner uh, partnership to develop a senior independent living there. Okay. So you know, and it would be you know um, affordable for seniors to live there. And but you know these would be active seniors. And then there's an agreement with the uh, park district to kind of uh, change the footprint a little bit of Garfield Park and make it more user friendly there. Okay. Um, for that. For that project
1: and and when these is this an out-of-town person
0: uh this is Bywater; they are out of st louis
1: okay i mean this is every time we have a conversation about a school becoming you know repurposed to be something else then 10 years later you're sitting here with an abandoned brian and
0: julie from colorado that we think it's a great idea this is a legitimate company that uh, has done work before with uh, some of the folks don't
1: knock brian and julie from colorado they do some solid stuff (laughs) uh all right so you feel good about it yeah
0: and uh, you know, the We Folks daycare has been closed uh, off of Jasper, mm-hmm. and so there is an interested party who wants to um, start a daycare there, which it's, you know, there's a lot of lacking of daycare in that area. And so we are planning to purchase the pro- um, the property and lease it back to this um organization and business that wants to run it
1: all right talk to me a little bit about what's on the uh, agenda for crossing health care and these uh opioid settlement funds sure why does this have to do with the city of decatur i mean why aren't these funds going to places that directly
0: that i don't know government uh, but yeah here we go again yeah but uh, the state of illinois got you know i mean there's some
1: pharmaceutical right. lawsuits and everything else there's at least some money trickling in to help with this problem
0: right and we're very fortunate that crossing and heritage are both here and yeah. so you know because the city's not going to go start some program to help with God addiction forbid. no we're not going to do that so but we are you know through this agreement, the money that we receive is going to Heritage and to, to uh How much crossing. money
1: are we receiving? Do I you I have-
0: think it is uh, that what we're voting on tonight is $50,000 split between the two entities. Yeah.
1: I just want a bucket and a drop sound. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I Whatever. I guess everything helps. Uh, the idea, though, that it just has to go through all these hands for this amount of money just seems, you know, silly. I'm yeah. glad that we have the resources we I have do too. Yeah. because we wouldn't have had that with government.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and really, city doesn't need to be in that business.
1: You have to watch that uh, "A Nation in Pain" documentary that I, I think it just aired last night on CNN about these brothers in florida who had one of the largest pill mill operations in the united states of america at the beginning and at the height of this opioid thing i mean it's just disgusting what what the pharmaceutical companies did what everyone did
0: and 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 it was just wrong
1: well i, I it, just wrong i there were people i think that that didn't do it for the wrong reasons, but caused the wrong nevertheless. I mean, we had a doctor come. Uh, there, there was a task force that was put together a couple of years ago before COVID. And, you know, th- this doctor, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to put their name on it because, but you would know and have a lot of respect mm-hmm. for, said they weren't trained, uh, you, you know, on this. You know, they got their medical licenses. And, and he went through... The, like the the category of like here's where morphine is and, and then here's where opioids and here's where fentanyl and it was like off the charts crazy and then the health system was rewarding and paying back and reimbursing your people oh, at a it, hospital not just
0: reimbursing it, they were penalizing doctors well, right they,
1: but 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 the reimbursement yeah, right, mattered mm-hmm. about like a pain survey of how yeah. much how discomfort often was your pain controlled you and in. it had
0: to be always yeah
1: and so that to me was like okay that wasn't intentionally trying to get people hooked on drugs there was circumstantial stuff there but then when you look at what the pharmaceutical companies did it was like a perfect storm yeah. and this country today is
0: still and we don't like pain okay if you you want to go get a hip replaced or whatever you want to get it replaced and then you really don't want pain yeah well pain is part of the healing yeah and but yeah, yeah it was a mess and
1: here's fifty thousand yeah. dollars nuts all right, Mayor, we appreciate it. She in grouchy. I am See, grouchy about good. some things. I, just the society as a whole has to own this this opioid thing. I mm-hmm. mean, it, And with the addition of fentanyl, I, I mean, you know, these kids are out there. Kids are going to experiment. They're going to do stupid stuff. We all did. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's literally one stupid thing could be Kill your you. life. Yeah, that's it. All right, Mayor, we appreciate Thanks. it. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.